I'm your host, Colby Conway, at Colby R. Conway. And with me here, as always, is Matt Sells, at The Salesman on Twitter. So, Matt, my friend, how is everything going for you? Everything's good. Uh, everything's everything's going pretty good. I'm just hoping Aaron Judge, you know, the toe isn't a big problem for, for him, hopefully. On a on that large of a human, it's such a small, sometimes seems potentially insignificant, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, body part in terms of this, but it can wreak havoc. We'll talk a little bit about some injuries here in a little bit, but Matt, we are going to start with what I consider to be the news of the past day, day or two, anything along the lines of that. But Cincinnati Reds brought up one of their top prospects, albeit one of the top ones. It's not the one that everybody's holding out for. We're going to talk about him a little bit later as well, but Andrew Abbott, young 24-year-old left-hander came on up while his first start was at, I do believe it was at home, correct? Uh, yes, so. yeah. it was at home. So not a great part for pitchers, but it was very hard to find a matchup that wasn't as good for him as it could be against a team that strikes out more, really more than anybody in the league against lefties. They are so fun to pick against DFS, player props, anything like that. Attack Milwaukee with left-handers. Abbott did walk four batters in six innings, but allowed just one hit and struck out six over six shutout innings. So, Matt, we saw a little glimpse here of what Abbott could be, and also the Reds just said, screw it, they don't care how young he is, go out there, throw 100 pitches, let's see what you can do with it. So what are we? What do we expect the rest of the way here from Abbott from a fantasy perspective? And overall, what do you think the scouting report on him, on him is? I know his minor league numbers say strikeouts, strikeouts, strikeouts. Yeah, he basically dominated every level of the minor leagues. Uh, he was moved up fairly quickly after they drafted him uh, in the second round of the 2021 draft. Look, it's a little interesting to me that he's moving this quickly because the first three years he spent in college was out of the bullpen, and then he moved into the rotation his last year and proved to be effective, and that's what shot him up draft boards, right? But sometimes you don't see these guys move quite as quickly who are just transitioning from bullpen to starter, right? Because I got to learn to pace themselves. I got to learn how to manage seeing not only nine guys in a lineup, but seeing those guys two or three times in a game rather than just here's my inning. I'm coming in. I'm dealing with these three or four guys. Um, you know, so it's a bit surprising he's moved this quickly. He does have really good stuff, right? Like basically three of his four pitches are – if not plus, they're certainly high above average on the 2080 scale. Um, and he's got some nice velo for a lefty, which is interesting because usually it's not the lefties we see with velo. Usually it's the crafty lefty designation, right? Like they'll throw 93, 94 with some movement or sync or changing uh, changing speeds and locations. But he's got velo. So uh, that'll help his cause too. Uh, as for what we can expect from him, I think the Reds are going to let him roll, right? Until he, like, completely falls off a cliff. Like, we've seen the last couple of starts from Bryce Miller have not been very good at all. Um, if this guy falls off a cliff, they'll send him back for a little bit more seasoning. No harm, no foul. Uh, but I think he's got a spot in the rotation at this point. I, They've got to find out what they've got in their, in their young guns that are coming. So, I wouldn't go hog wild on fab for him he is still a rookie he is still you know i would say relatively um, but look he's got 185 total innings in the minor leagues it's basically a season right 
Um, he's looked spectacular in that season. He's got 271 strikeouts in that time, but walks are going to be a concern. So he's never really going to have the lowest whip. Um, and he's not exactly pitching in a pitcher-friendly ballpark. So take that into consideration. Yeah, when you look at his marks from last night, too, I mean, like you said about the velo, he did top out about 95, pretty good from the left-handed side. You know, the fastball can generate some whiffs. His curveball did a good job of being in the zone, only generated one whiff last night against a Milwaukee team that honestly just loves to swing and miss against left-handed yeah, pitchers. I mean, so His ERA, it was six shutout innings, but already Fangraphs has his FIP at 328 and his ex-FIP at 513. So not saying he's going to pitch to that level. It was six innings, first start whatever, but even over the course of six strikeouts and six shutout innings, he got some help from his defense. He walked some guys, you know, these are going to be some concerns going forward. For a pitcher needy manager in the fantasy baseball realm, 15%. You okay with that? 15%. Yeah. Why not? What about 20? Pitcher needy. Pitcher needy. Maybe, I guess. I mean, if, if you're pitcher needy, I'm not sure who else is coming this year. None of the Phillies' top prospect, top pitching arms are going to be up almost assuredly. Um, I'm not sure we see any of the other guys from Arizona, like a Blake Walston. Um, we'll touch on another guy later, but uh, I don't know if we'll see him till later this year. So maybe 20, I guess. I could I could go for twenty. I think there's enough there. Yeah, the strikeouts at least, coming, right? Like, yeah, he'll be there. They DFA'd <laughs> Zach Plezak, um, so he's still coming. But uh, if you're desperate, I would say in an NL only, yeah, sure, twenty at least. Absolutely, impact arms like this don't grow on trees, and Abbott certainly has the potential to do. Just that. So, Matt, we always talk about injuries, and we're going to talk about a couple big ones here before we get into kind of some more prospect talk with you, the prospect expert here. But we got to start with some impact injuries. A couple left-handers, Chris Sale and Justin Steele. It was only a few short months ago, Matt, that you and I, mainly me, you were right there too, banging the drum for Steele here in 2023. A lot to build on from last year. And now, of course, goes down with the dreaded forearm. He was great for ERA and whip this season. The strikeouts may not be quite what we have wanted, but he goes with forearm. Still looking for a tentative timetable for him. But the Cubs, fantasy baseball managers alike, we are all taking a hit here. And I can tell you about, I don't want to, you know, put a real hard number on it, but about 72% of my underdog teams are now severely impacted by this Justin Steele news. That's an impressively specific number. Um, Thank you. It's not great, right? Forearm strain sets off all sorts of alarm bells for us. We don't really know a whole lot more than that. They haven't put a diagnosis or a full diagnosis or timeline on it. Um, so here's to hoping that it's more on the shorter end of that stay. I don't think it will be. I think we're talking mm-hmm. at least a month minimum, if not longer. Um, which is disappointing because the guy's been really good for the Cubs. He's been fun to watch. Uh, they did recall. I saw Hayden Wisniewski, I think, is about to, to come back. Mm. Not not a great trade-off, right? That guy's been getting rocked recently. Um, they do have a few other guys coming in their system. They're just not ready yet. So we'll have to wait and see on Steel. We're not dropping him yet. You're just waiting with bated breath to see what it is. 
That's all you can do because you don't want to just throw out his six and two record with a two six five ERA three or two point eight four FIP, even with a lower bit of a strikeout rate. We got to hold for now. Wait for the piece of news. If if your team gets ravaged by injuries, maybe at that point you consider it. But I'm holding on to Steele as long as I can until we get a firm diagnosis on that left form of his that they called a mild strain in Boston. Chris Sale, fifteen day IL or 10-day aisle, excuse me, with the left shoulder inflammation. It just seems like this guy, I, this one isn't necessarily as... You what? He's just broken. Yeah, this isn't a, this isn't as erroneous as the biking accident or something else. At least he was on a mound when this happened. You know what I mean? So, like, that one we give him at least a little bit of leeway on. But now Boston's got to replace him. Fantasy Manager's got to replace him. And it seems like just as soon as we got him back, he was just taken right from our fantasy teams. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was a little bit heart-wrenching. Yes, he plays for Boston, and no, I'm not a Red Sox fan, but it was a little heart-wrenching watching his presser talking about how disappointed he was that, you know, he was just starting to have fun again playing baseball, and bam, now he gets injured. So, again, it's shoulder inflammation. Yes, it's a pitching shoulder, so that's not great. But right now we're in a wait-and-see pattern again. It's, you know, I hate to repeat myself, but, we don't know if there's structural damage yet. You know, I don't know if they're going to go send them for tests or just kind of, you know, shoot them up with some anti-inflammatories and wait, wait for it to go down. Um, but the question is, if he gets back, is he going to stay healthy the rest of the way? Cause I, I don't know if we can trust that. At this and that was the, that was the question coming into the year. That was the question yeah. after last year when he logged less than a starts worth of any three years or something prior to well, this year you say that a bit in jest but correct 2021 and 2022 we're talking 48 in the third innings and he was at 59 this year which is his his highest since 2019 yeah. crazy bad luck for boston this rotation was already dare i say subpar with him yeah am i being nice with subpar yes <laughs> okay so now you take him out of there and now we have the other oft injured starter in james paxton cutter crawford tanner hawk garrett whitlock and brian bellow and one could argue that the yeah, last two I, just mentioned are my favorite. I mean whitlock's coming off an injury himself so like yeah this is just Bellow's arguably the best arm in that rotation right now I would say not arguably. He's the one I want the most. We talked about him a couple weeks ago. Ground ball strikeout guy, and if he hones it in, he's the one to own there in Boston. So I mean, he had another good start. It got him a loss yesterday, but he had another good start. It's just the offense sucks. <laughs> well, and going against McClanahan doesn't make things any easier. No. Because that's the that's your AL Cy Young winner right there. So, you know, that's a, that's a tough blow Maybe. for them. But Boston, I don't know. Sonny Gray's, no. Gray's putting up some spectacular numbers. No, it is McClanahan. McClanahan's going to win it. It's just Sonny Gray did written. something that hadn't been done in a hundred years. I mean, dare I go back to last year when I when the Pirates won a game with no hits? They didn't win the World Series despite doing that. I mean, okay, but they're not. I mean, they're, they're not what, not, Matt? They're not the Rocket City Trash Pandas who won a no hitter with seven runs on the board. The Pirates won it one nothing, man. Like <laughs> wins win. There, there's a one in that in that W column, right? There's a one there. So fair. that that is that's what I'm seeing there. Um, and the other injury we got to talk about, we'll go to Tampa Bay. Luckily, it's not McClanahan, so we're good there. But 
Um, Vidal Brujan is going to come up and replace the injured second baseman in Tampa Bay, who has not been as good this year as I think many had hoped. So, Matt, who is the injured second baseman, and what can we expect from Brujan? Because you, one would have to think, as much as I want to say you're, we're going to see a lot of him, the Tampa Bay platooners are going to—they're going to do their thing. We just know. Yeah, I mean, Tampa Bay does nothing if not platoon guys, right? Like Taylor Walls is a guy who's played 75 games at 19 positions, right? Like that should give you an idea. Um, I think at Yahoo, he may qualify as a relief pitcher at this point. I don't know. Um, yeah, Brandon Lau. Yes, it's Lau. Not to be confused with the other ones. Um, he's on the IL with lower back inflammation, which is mm-hmm. Very similar to what he was out with last year that kept him out for quite a while. Um, so we'll have to see if it hopefully doesn't last as long as last year because that's a big power bat at second base that's that's no longer in the lineup. Um, to be fair, though, it's not like Brujan's been anything spectacular when he's been in the majors, right? Like this year, he was hitting a robust, get this, robust 208. That's his best mark in the majors to this point in his in his career. And I say robust because it's 55 points higher than what it was last year, <laughs> which didn't even hit his weight. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't really take a shot on Vidal Bruhan at this point. And you mentioned uh, Lau missing time last year, missed about two months of the season. And upon his return over his last 133 plate appearances, only had a 323 OBP, 350 slug, and 102 WRC plus with three home runs in those 133 plate appearances. So just something to monitor. And of course, even like you said, Bruhan's robust batting average. Tampa Bay loves to play the splits, the platoons. He may end up playing more positions than he ends up having hits, depending on how things shake out for him at the big league level. So something to keep in mind. If we're talking splits, it's not like he's been, to be fair, against righties, he's hitting 235 right now, and he's hitting 143 against lefties. But 235 is not even league average. So, like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Not, like, I not ideal. I expect to see him late game as a pinch runner for speed. AL only formats, dollar or two fab, not even that. No. Okay. I mean, the batting average just precludes him from doing anything useful. And if he's going to be a pinch runner for speed, which, you know, we all know he's got, that's his calling card. You can't keep him in a lineup and then hope he gets in late to go steal a base, right? That's not, that's not how you win in fantasy. Nope. I will agree with you there. And of course, if you head over to fantasyalarm.com, the one, the only, the incomparable Justin Fensty Fensterman does the injury report over at fantasyalarm.com. So if you want to read more about Aaron Judge, Jose Altuve, Royce Lewis, Jose Siri, Nestor Cortez, and more, Matt, we could spend a whole two hours a week of a podcast simply talking about injuries in this game that we love. But for all other injuries, head over to www.fantasyalarm.com. Check out the fantasy baseball injury report by the one and only Justin Fensterman. So, Matt, we're going to come to your wheelhouse now with Down on the Farm, where we're going to talk about some prospects. When are they coming? What can we expect? What do we need to know about a few of these guys? And of course, we're going to talk about the one that everybody, everybody is waiting for in Cincinnati in a 
you if you were the one waiting on Andrew Abbott, good for you. He's up, but he's not the one that most people are on. So let's talk about the one and only, not Justin Fensterman, but Ellie De La Cruz. And also in Cincinnati, we do have Christian Encarnacion Strand, and these two guys are obviously going to come up in the infield and kick Jonathan Indy out at some point, but we've already talked about that. So, Matt, I know you're a big De La Cruz guy, just like everybody else in the world is. So what do you think for 2023? It's kind of all we're going to really talk about here for Ellie De La Cruz and Christian Encarnacion Strand. Um, yeah, let me first say that I put Eli De La Cruz as my number one prospect early in this season and other people are, you know, moving him up. MLB Pipeline still has him at number four, which I really don't understand. Um, both of these dudes are unicorns. I know that's weird to say, but Eli De La Cruz is definitely – Definitely a unicorn. That guy's got speed for days. He's got power for days. He makes real nice contact, generally speaking. He's gotten better about his, his K rate. But to be perfectly honest, at this point, I really don't care about his K rate because what he's going to do when he makes contact makes up for the strikeouts, right? Um, he plays defensively. It, you could stick him at short. You could stick him at third. Heck, you could put him in the outfield if you needed to. Uh, and – my God, does this guy have tools all over the place? And let's not forget, he's fairly tall. Like, he's in the O'Neill Cruz, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton size range, right? And the dude is faster than all of them. Like, he's faster than O'Neill Cruz. Remember all the hype coming up about, oh, that guy could be a 25-40 shortstop. Well, Eli De La Cruz most definitely can be that if not a 30 40 shortstop um or third baseman when he comes up i think it's just a matter of time the guy is there's literally nothing left for him to prove it it triple a i watched a highlight the other day a ball it was a, a floater into left center field and he just kept running until they tagged him out and he wound up on third base because nobody thought to throw like i i don't understand um Christian Encarnacion Strand is right there in terms of the tools. He doesn't quite have the speed uh that we're talking about for Eli De La Cruz, but the bat is just as good. The power is there. Um he's another guy who can, you know, play a few different positions. He'll probably wind up at first base. Um so obviously we're not expecting, you know, a bunch of steals from a first baseman, right? Like Freddie Freeman's kind of the outlier there, just like Real Muto's the outlier catcher. Um, but Encarnacion Strand right now at AAA Louisville in 37 games is hitting 342, 397, 690 slug, which gives him a nearly 1,100 OPS. Uh, he's got 14 homers in 37 games. So he's got very little to prove, too, and they could use some help at first base. You can move Spencer Steer around. You can move... Uh, Jonathan India around you could or you could just leave him and let him be who he is right now because that's fine you have Nick Senzel who can play like six positions um, so yeah both of these guys should be up fairly soon I think the Reds start unloading their, their top guys here pretty quickly um, they already called up Matt McLean earlier this year they've now called up Andrew Abbott uh, I think if they want to keep fans entertained as they get closer to bangle season they got to call up their their younger guys and to be frank i know the reds aren't good 
but they're only five and a half games out of the central. Yeah, the NL Central and the NL wildcard, to be specific, is wide open. The Nationals are terrible, and they're five and a half out of the wildcard right now. Nobody. I mean, nobody. I mean, the worst team in the NL has 25 wins, which is the or which are the Nationals and the Cardinals. And still, they're only a handful of games out because the, the most wins in the NL, 35, fewest wins, 25. Nobody is truly out in yep. the NL. So the Reds can add this influx of young talent, start putting this core together and letting them mesh for like now and maybe learn to win a little bit in this year. I know I've seen some of your tweets with the Nationals of like once this team learns how to win and this cuz that is something you do have to learn. You got to learn how to win. This Reds team has a very very dangerous young core. Yeah, by the way, forgot to mention this, but Eli De La Cruz is also a switch hitter. Just to get things real nice. and So in 38 games, to compare him to his uh, teammate there in AAA, they've both played basically the same amount of games, right? De La Cruz is 38. Christian Strand is 37. Eli De La Cruz is slashing 297, 398, 633 with a 1031 OPS. Okay. He's got 12 homers and 11 steals. That's not, that's not terrible. His walk rates come up. Uh, he's got 26 walks right now in 38 games. He only had 40 in 120 games last year. So his walk rate's coming up. The strikeouts, still a tad high. He's got 50 of them in 38 games. Not ideal. But again, if you're going to strike out that much and still hit nearly 300 and get on base nearly 400 and you already have 12 homers and 11 steals in 38 games, this isn't the Pacific Coast League, mind you. This is the International League where it's way more balanced. The, he's got zero reason to still be on the farm. Yep. And then if we go to Atlanta, there's a lot of things. And I mean, a lot of things that AJ Smith Shaver can do that you or I can't do Matt. But one thing we can do is have a beer in a bar and he cannot because he is under the age of 21. And you want to talk about being fast tracked through the minors. I mean, this kid is flying up through. I'm trying to do quick math here. Looking at it. We're barely over. 100 innings in the minors yeah 110 yeah good strikeout numbers very young I think the biggest question with Smith Schauber for here for 2023 is going to be his role on the team because obviously innings are going to be a question at a given point he can make starts but it's kind of what we've seen with these very good teams with this young talent that they have if they're going to get all these innings do they want to try to backload them when it matters the most, but they're going to try to get his feet wet now. So to me, again, I can't speak for these managers, but it almost seems like we might see a little bit of him now, goes back to the minors, works on a couple things here and there, and then come closer to the end of the year when the Braves are making their push or getting ready for October. That's when we see him up in a full-time role. That's kind of what I'm going to kind of guesstimate from this situation. Yeah, well, right now he's actually going to get a start because they sent Soroka back to AAA. So he'll get a start. He came up, he was in the pen uh, to begin with. So he does have a game pitch. He pitched two and a third in relief. Looked pretty good um, in that span. Yeah, he got fast-tracked. Now, he did come up as a starter through their system, 28 starts. Here's the problem with that. If you have a guy who starts 28 games, how many innings roughly would you expect him to have? We started 28 games, so let's say – an 25, average, like a five innings starter starting like 32 to 34 games a year, right? So 28. Yeah. So we'll say 
25 times five is 125. Add another 15. I don't know. Probably any, you know, 140 innings, give or take a few. Right. You'd expect close to 150. He's got 110 on the dot. Ooh. So, you know, he started seven games at AAA this year. Um, well, it's like four innings a start. He started seven games across three levels this year high A, double A, and triple A. Okay. He only managed 33 innings in those seven starts. So a hair over four a start. Five. It's less than five innings a start. Um, so efficiency is a question. What? So efficiency is a question. Well, I don't know if it's efficiency or not. I mean, he's been decently. He struck out 164 guys and walked 61 in that span. So it's, it's like a two and a half to one ratio. Not terrible. It's just a matter of are they pulling the plug on him quickly in pitch counts or do they not want – or are they trying to slow him down because he's only 20 years old and they don't want the innings load? But this is a question for later in the year. So right now, if you're absolutely desperate and you want spot starters, go for it. His offense is going to back him up more times than not. He's got electric stuff. It is three pitches, so it's not just a two-pitch guy. Um, though he does need work on that changeup. He doesn't throw it enough because the fastball and slider are so dang good that he doesn't necessarily need the changeup. Um, but, yeah, I could see him getting a few starts now. They get Soroka. Like, I think he and Soroka are going to swap spots a lot this year, basically. Yep, I think that is what is going to happen as well. And I know we kind of had, an, had another duo of prospects for Tampa Bay here in Curtis Mead and Kyle Manzaro, but I'm going to push those to next week because we're coming short on time. And someone in the Discord actually asked, asked about this one player. So, again, if you want to join the Discord and kind of contribute here to the show outline that we have alarm 50 for 50% off six months of all access, which gives you access to our award-winning DFS playbook pro access to our discord, exclusive DFS tools and features and more. So again, that is alarm 50 is the code that you'll want there at fantasyalarm.com. But Matt, the guy who came up is Kyle Harrison, young pitcher for the giants. And just looking at his numbers here, the, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tee him up to you here, but the one thing I'm gonna say is holy walks here in 2023. Yeah, control has been an issue for him. That's why, like, I've been in love with Kyle Harrison for a little while. I always have a soft spot for lefty pitchers because I was one. Not nearly as good as these guys, obviously. Otherwise, I wouldn't be on a podcast. Um, but I do have a soft spot for lefty pitchers and. Kyle Harrison looked like he was on the brink of coming up last year, right? He reached double A. He looked really quite good. I figured if he had a good time in triple A to start the year, he would be up pretty quick because the Giants do need help with pitching. They have some questions in their rotation. Um, and, you know, they've never been shy about calling up guys who look like they're ready. Well, he doesn't, right? Like we just talked about uh, Smith Shaver's innings. Well, Kyle Harrison, he was doing fine on the innings previously. He'd thrown last year, he threw 20, started 25 games, won 113 innings. It's reasonable, right? Not ideal, but reasonable. This year, he's already started 12 games. He's only gone 38 innings. That's a hair over three innings. Yeah. Not ideal. And here's why it's because he's walking everybody, right? He's thrown 38 innings, he's walked 34 dudes. Yep. And I'm looking at his minor. I'm looking at his minor league game logs. He has two starts where he's finished four innings. 
Yeah, it's not. I mean, he's still striking out guy. He's still striking 66 guys out, which is a two to one thing, which is decent. But the guy's supposed to be an ace. It should be at least three to one. Control has been an issue. Obviously, his whip is 1.47, not ideal. The ERA is still decent at 3.55, although his FIP not not nearly that good because walks play a role in that one. Um, so, yeah, control, I, I'm not sure he comes up this year, to be honest. I think he has way more control work to do. He is still only 21. Um, so, I mean, the 15.63K per nine rate is excellent. The 8.05 walks per nine rate is not. <laughs> yep. So, I think, I think that's the way to say it. Cause you look at, I mean, his last couple starts, five strikeouts, three walks, five strikeouts, three walks. And then there's a nine strikeout to one walk, but then five strikeouts, three walks, right. eight strikeouts, three walks. So if you're in a keeper or a dynasty league with prospects, I'm keeping him. I'm not dropping him. The guy still has the goods to be a number one or number two starter for a team. We've sh- who has shown that they develop pitching very well. This is just not his year to do that. Yep. <laughs> just park so, him for a year. He'll be up to start next year. Yep. Pump the brakes on Kyle Harrison for now. But, Matt, that is going to do it for what we have this week for the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Once again, over at FantasyAlarm.com, use promo code ALARM50 for 50% off six months of all access. That gives you the DFS Playbook Pro, access to Discord, exclusive DFS tools, features, articles, and more. ALARM50 at fantasyalarm.com and that is matt sells at the salesman on twitter i'm colby Twitter at colby r conway and we will see you next week with the newest edition of the fantasy alarm fantasy baseball podcast